welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here, we're going to get real about what it takes to host a profitable event, how to actually get sponsorships, and we'll dive into the world of virtual, hybrid, and live events in an ever-changing industry. Stay tuned for our episodes where we have exciting interviews with sponsors and people that have mastered their own virtual and hybrid events. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's get right into it. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about sponsorship and and where we're at in 2022, um, because it is vastly different than it used to be in in 2020 and, and previous years. You know, one of the biggest things that I see for right now as I speak to sponsors and as I have personal experience with obtaining sponsorship funds, especially now, and an understanding how companies work. It doesn't matter if they are big corporate companies, they're medium, they're local, they're small businesses. The biggest thing is alignment. And I'm going to say that again, it's alignment. Your business, your brand, your event, your virtual event, hybrid event, it all has to align perfectly with the company in question. And and to go further uh, with that alignment factor, it's all about the company getting direct access to your audience or understanding that your audience has to match who their audience is. And that's what alignment is really truly made of. Um, Because at the end of the day, if it doesn't match who and what you're, you're looking for, it's not going to work. I don't know if you've had any type of you know, conversations with a potential sponsor and they come back and they said, sorry, it's just not going to work this year. We don't have budget or we don't have this. And sometimes, yes, that is the, that's the reason. But most of the time it's because there's not an alignment. You know, there was a a company that came to me that had their first annual event. And um, I'm actually hosting my first annual event for CurlyCon. It's a summit for curly haired, coily hair, kinky hair women and and some men. And the idea is that, you know, the first time events are scary. And, you know, what if we don't get sponsors? And maybe we need those metrics and those numbers. And um, I went out to the market just yesterday. Okay, I did a few few little, um, you know, kind of feelers in December just to see where the market was. And it was a busy market, especially for for uh, the curly hair market, I should say. Put out, you know, sponsorship emails yesterday. This morning, I had 15 responses back saying, yes, I'm interested. What an exciting thing. I can't wait to be part of it. Dyson came back, are gonna, is going to sponsor. I mean, it, it was overwhelming. And this is a first-time event. And what does all those companies have in common with my event? My event is, again, very specific. It's a niche topic. It doesn't have to be, but these companies like, you know, again, Dyson Hair Pro, they have a very select market for curly hair, especially with their blow dryer, with the diffuser. Other companies that I've targeted, alignment, alignment, alignment. And that's where we go kind of wrong in, in choosing companies that don't have an alignment factor. Now, how do you choose that? And how, how do you pick companies? And, and you know, some, some people come to me, they're like, well, I love Toyota or I love Lexus. And I know that, you know, this is a great brand for luxury. And, but they didn't do research on the company. And they didn't actually go and and do the work that 
is required before you go out to market, especially for corporate. Big corporate companies, there's a lot of different factors. There's a lot of departments. And at the end of the day, if you don't do your homework as to, let's say, what company or what department, I should say, sorry, is is actually doing the work and, and allocating their funding to, you're going to have a heck of a time trying to, um, again, get that response back if you hear crickets. You know, there was a company um, I helped last year for a, a large tech conference, and we, we ended up, you know, getting in, in multiple six figures for and the first department said, no, we don't have any budget. And the client was so, she was so mad. She's like, oh, I can't, I can't believe that didn't happen. And I said, well, that's just one department out of this big, and I can't name names, but it was a, it's a very, very well-known, very big tech company that everybody goes on every day kind of thing. And so we, we looked at another department, lo and behold, they had the money, right? It's, it's, oh, it's not just about, you know, giving up the first time that you try. Okay. So my second tip is understanding that no shouldn't be your final, your final answer, right? If I get a no, I turn that into a yes. How do I turn that into a yes? It depends multiple different ways. If they don't have budget, if they, you know, I have kind of a list of excuses or a list of, of no's that I've heard over the years, over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And they're all the same. I have top five excuses. I should actually probably make that into a podcast, Shanidine. But, you know, I don't have the budget. It's just not the right fit. Not, not right now without, you know, with a general excuse. Every one of those kind of, um, you know, reasons, whether valid or not, I always, you know, try to turn them into a yes. So, for example, I don't have budget this year. Great. Not a problem. Why don't we look at your business development line item or line uh, allocation budget? Um, what if we did X, Y, and Z, set up a VIP roundtable discussion that really was specific to CEOs and top level execs that you can sit down and have, you know, decision making type of um, conversations that could be potential for that line item. Oh, that sounds great, Alicia. Why don't we get on the call and discuss that further? I turned that no into a yes. Okay. So I don't take no for an answer. And, and I think that you know, some people just stop at the no. So how can you turn that into yes? Or sorry, there's not enough time to, and, and that is a valid point. You know, I love, you know, there's sometimes there's just not enough time. You run out of time, unfortunately. But I turned that into a yes. And how I did that was, you know, not a problem. This year, yes, there's only like three weeks left to the event or whatever. What about if I gave you two free tickets to the event for you and somebody else, live, hybrid, whatever it is, and you come and experience it. We'll upgrade you, VIP, we'll put a representative on so that if this is a potential top dollar sponsor, guess what? Next year they're going to sponsor, and they did, and they did over 100K. So even if it's not the right time, you know, it's still in a long-term relationship the value is still there. Don't give up just because you think that it couldn't be there. Okay. So all of those kind of, like I said, excuses, all of those type of points, turn those into a yes and you, and be creative and think outside of the box. There's always someone there that could help or to help differentiate. And of course, if you, if you have tried your best shot and it doesn't work, then obviously move on, follow up, Okay, that's that's, you know, your golden nugget for the night. Follow up, 
set reminders in your calendar, use a CRM. I don't care how you do it, write post-it notes. But if you're not in the business of following up, you're in the business of losing, right? 90% of my deals are made because I follow up, because I'm persistent and consistent with how I treat my sponsors. Um, so those are the, the few uh, top tips that I have. I'll give you one last, I guess, golden nugget here for um, sponsors, especially in now in today's hybrid setting. Um, yes, there's live. Yes, there's still virtual. But as I consult with some top companies as to how to make your sponsors really think about the hybrid activation, it's all about the experience. Okay. And it's not just about the event itself. It's about the relationship before, during, and after. Okay. I came in, I consulted with a company just to give you an example that they had top tier sponsors. They had amazing people, but, but big, but they um, signed them and then they forgot about them. And so they came on board, you know, with great intentions. Um, the event came and gone and they didn't get the support they needed. They didn't get the training. They, they just were forgotten, simply put. So I had to come in and repair these relationships with sponsors who had paid top dollar for this particular event. And I came in and I said, here are the top things that you need to do to repair this relationship and actually get these sponsors next year for a hybrid setting, which, which is happening this year. And, and here we are, you know, six months into our contractual relationship and we already have over 250K. Those relationships were repaired because we took every company, we treated the sponsor like a human being. I say this a lot. They're, they're humans. I mean, they're people. And, and a lot of people put them on this big pedestal and, you know, they're afraid and they're like, well, I don't want to step on any toes. Well, step on the toes. You need to understand that they are a partner in crime. It's about long term and it's about repairing and, and it's about understanding their goals. You have to ask them what their goals are. It's a two way street, right? So I got on the phone conversation, I got on the phone with them and I was able to identify and really listen. Re I mean, really listen, take a, take a seat and listen to them intently, right? I don't know if you've been on a Zoom call and somebody is just, they're sitting there and they're distracted and I get it, we're all at home, I totally get it. But, you know, they're fidgeting, their eyes dart down, you can tell they're on the phone, right? I want to intently listen to you and I want to relate to you and I want to understand that I hear you, I want you to understand that. And so we took this relationship, we, we, we turned it around, we spoke to them many times, we nurtured them throughout the six months. We sent them Christmas cards. We did different things. We, you know, there are certain activities that you can do to repair relationships. And there are certain things that we can start to promise and to start to really illustrate that we are a serious partner this year with activations that actually make sense and get return on interest, both in the live setting and a virtual setting. Because if you've opted into a hybrid, right, obviously there's, there's the best of both worlds. But at the end of the day, right, it, it's it's a realistically a two-way street. It's a long-term 
commitment and it's a long-term thing. It should be. It should be. This is a relationship with somebody who's giving you money year after year. And, and in turn, especially for an event, for, a, like I said, an activation, for an experience to get access to your audience. It works with podcasts, same thing. Podcast sponsors are more, you know, directly um, looking at numbers versus versus maybe activations. They're looking at how many people are coming in. You know, sponsors, it depends. Some of them are very communal, um, you know, based, community-based, like Pinterests and Tailwinds and, and, you know, companies that are very much all about community. So do your research understand where your sponsor is in their marketing, in their brand, who they are as a culture, and you're going to wow them. Okay. Is if big fortune 500 companies, you know, it's like, oh, where do I find the contact? How do I find the person in charge? What do I do? No better place to look than LinkedIn, especially if they have a big corporate website. I don't know how many times, like, again, yesterday I sent out all these, these notes and I looked and I researched and I, and I mean, I know my stuff, but also, you know, big corporates like Sephora, I'm like, where do I start with Sephora? I didn't have a connection at Sephora. I don't usually do beauty events, but here I am hosting my own event for curly hair girls. And I got a response back on LinkedIn. You are a rock star for listening to today's episode. And I want to hear from you. Head on over to Instagram, at Eventistry by Alicia. Give me a quick follow and then slide into my DMs. God, I hate that term, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Slide into my DMs and let me know what was the worst virtual event that you've ever been to. I'm going to do a next episode on this. Music.